When they are consuming your minds and your thoughts and your dreams, from the angels to the demons and to the mysteries unseen, there is no need to worry. There is no need for dread. It's just time to discuss the thing at the foot of the bed. Good afternoon, and if you're just tuning in, you are listening live to The Thing at the Foot of the Bed out of New Orleans on 105.3 to UPRN, otherwise known as UFO Paranormal Radio Network and or United Public Radio Network. I'm one of your hosts, Laura Lee Potvin. To the right of me is David Hansel, which I will give you a himself want to say right away folks if you are listening and you want to watch please and if you also we can see your comments too if you head over to ufo paranormal radio network either on facebook or youtube but i also want to add that we are now streaming to roku we are on tv folks you just have to go to the channel store on uprn you're going to search for ufo all three letters together, space with a P, like you're going to start to uh, spell paranormal, and you should be able to find it. Now, we will uh, have a channel code for you. We're looking into that right now to get it, make it easier. And I have a big announcement before I get to announce us, us two here. We are moving our show next week. It will be our permanent time. I will remind you guys throughout the show, 6 to 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That starts next week. February the 2nd, I believe. Now, I'm, like I said, Laura Lee Potvin. I'm a Canadian clairvoyant medium, crystal Reiki energy healer, Akashic Records practitioner, spiritual teacher, and mentor. And I always forget to say this. I am the host of my own show on Monday nights here on UPRN, 6 to 8 p.m. Eastern with the Angel Rock. And here is my amazing host, David. I'll let him tell you all about himself. Hi, guys. It's me again. Uh, my name is David Hansel. Um, I'm known as a spiritual medium, which basically just means when I connect, I connect to all things spiritual, but unseen things. Um, I'm a medium. I am a clairvoyant. I am all those things. I do. Uh, I delve in Kashic records, although I don't do the Akashic as a uh, service as of right now. And um, I have my podcast, another podcast called Mystic Stew. And um, I'll tell you how to get hold of me at the end of the show if you need to get hold of me for anything. So, Dave, you, we had, I'm, I, I knew you were going to ask. Sorry, <laughs> and you guys, I always have a bit of a delay, so it's not that I talk over Dave. I think it's just me up here in Canada. Dave's in the U.S., and we're streaming to you from New Orleans, Louisiana. I'm good, but I have had an insane couple of days and so have you right yes <laughs> it's been very insane today was weird uh anybody who don't know i had fallen and hurt myself so i have to do therapy for my finger so they lift up so i've been running around all day and i've been doing some research on some stuff um which laura lee and i will be talking about today and yes. um other than that yeah it's been crazy but you know crazy is good crazy when you're crazy it means that you're alive and so that's a good thing so I don't mind. Well, 
Well, plus then you're busy and time goes by quickly. I'm going to give you guys a little hint too, because I don't think I've ever told you guys this. I do promote our banner all over the place, but I make it live. So I usually try and pick a song that gives you a hint about some of the things we're going to talk about, as well as I usually, there's a live little banner and it's got little, little critters popping up and things. It gives you an idea about what we're talking about. About. And as usual, we got to thank Spirit that we had an idea. Dave was live on TikTok. He's got a big following on TikTok over on that app there. That's amazing. And he was mentioning we were going to talk about cryptids, which we will. But then we got into talking about what's the purpose of cryptids and trickster spirits and things like that. And it all fell into place, right, Dave? It sure did. It's, um, it's all really quite crazy and I love it. I love everything about it. Um, as far as like, do you want to go with cryptids first? Absolutely. So if you guys are listening, anybody was listening to our show last week, we had, I had touched on something about the Brer Road Beast. Now the Brer Road Beast um, is in Elkhorn, Wisconsin. And I believe the first sighting was about 1936. Um, it's said to be like, half man half wolf or a i might be able to upload it dave while you're talking okay Go ahead. yeah um but it's it's a werewolf type creature and they have found like besides sightings of it they have found um like animals that were torn apart and they were put in in specific places how it was um so nobody really quite understands that and i guess from what I read a while back, I don't know if it's still there or if it was absolutely correct. So that's my disclaimer. But I have read it on no, many things that um, they actually keep a silver bullet in the police station. Because um, I apparently, you know, from from all we've learned, all of you who love the monsters and everything, um, that a silver bullet would kill a werewolf. Mm -hmm. I don't. They've never had to use it, and so far since 1936. Um, nobody has gotten hurt from it except uh, scratches on their car, so on and so forth. Um, and well, of mm -hmm. course, the animals that it's done things to. Um, it's, it's, and I've thought about this over and over, Lorley. So, so they find these animal things, which are odd, which very well could be some kind of weird human cult, maybe that's doing that too. But if it was that specific creature, and if that creature specifically exists, which I think there is versions of it that exist, there's too many sightings all over. Um, nobody knows too much about it, I guess. You wonder why it would do that. And you wonder why it would start making itself known to people. Theoretically, there are all different kinds of ET species. And there are all different kinds of species that are interdimensional. Mm -hmm. And I thought about, I believe if there, if that werewolf or the dog man, that would be, there's, there's like ETs that look like dogs. They resemble that. Um, they mm -hmm. don't look exactly like it, but they resemble it. And in fact, we know that that could be true because of the fact, even on the pyramids, there is uh, some of the hieroglyphics or the pictures that people have dog heads, which I believe was part of the religion too. But hey, we don't know. We weren't there. We can read history all we want. 
I have something to add to that, but I'll wait till you're done with the dots. No, that's okay. So anyway, that's what we're going to talk about. Just cryptids in general, you know, Bigfoot and Loch Ness Monster and Mothman and um, gosh, all the other ones. There's plenty. There's tons of them all over, you know. Okay. So about the dog, the dog people, I think they are mm -hmm. now where they could be T, but there is, depending on where you look into research, and look at things there apparently was a dog type race that stood up on two legs looked very much like a dog and it existed like way back hundreds of thousands of years ago it didn't speak like we do it had its own language and there are there is documentation a friend of mine that i've had on the show um Paul Anthony Wallace, I believe I was talking with him about that on one of the shows on my on the Angel Rock, because he's gone quite a back through the scrolls and the history and what have you. So again, is it ET? What is it? I was hoping I could upload it, but it wasn't on TikTok. It was, uh, I think it was a short off of YouTube. So it's a little, a little bit more involved. Now I've seen somebody's comment. I think they were talking about us. I came up on my business app for UPRN. Paul, I think it is. I saw your comment. I got the notification on my phone that you said you were watching. I think you were referring to us. You said, this is a great show and I'm able to listen uh, live. So thank you. There's something for everybody on this thank network, uh, ladies. Um, we are growing leaps and bounds. You won't believe the things we have coming for you. It's, it's going to be huge. So... I don't know, Dave. So do you think that this race was E.T.? That was See, that's a, I was actually looking that up myself, and I've got my trusty, if anybody have ever seen this, if, if you're a psychic or something, this is like a must-have. I didn't know about this until like you told me. I yeah, didn't know until like, you told me. This book is like a must-have, and it's the Encyclopedic uh, Psychic Dictionary by June G. Bletzer, Ph.D. I, I don't. I'm not getting any off anything off this. I just want to to see the book. It's it's a great great dictionary with everything in it. I was looking up extraterrestrials yeah. because I also have a question about that. When cryptids, I know do exist, and I know like for me, I am pretty much uh, hell bent on saying that Bigfoot is a um interdimensional being i agree which means that it goes it, it goes in and out of dimensions uh it's basically could their dimension could be like right next door to us before we know so i'm trying to uh figure out the difference between that and the actual extraterrestrials um because we have a lot of extraterrestrial visitors that are also interdimensional they're not coming from the sky they're just coming in um, we okay, do have port. We have we have portals all over the world. I mean, of course we do. That's how things come in and out. I don't they really do, think of anything as yeah. portals. And what I was going to mm -hmm. share, there's a channel I follow. I found years ago, and it's mm -hmm. called ChannelingEric.com. They have a live yeah. show. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I used to watch so, a lot of it. Okay, so uh, for people that don't know what it is, the mom, she used to be a physician. She still is. She's uh, working as a physician. But her middle son, Eric, um, let's just say that he's no longer living here by his own hand, so we don't trigger anything on uh, YouTube. And they didn't have a belief as a family. Her parents were also physicians. Hey, Shannon. Hello. Good to see you here. They didn't have a belief in anything. They were not even agnostic. It was like, there was nothing after you die. That's it. After Eric passed though, and he had quite a few 
very significant traits. He was a real joker. Apparently had very stinky socks, liked to smoke the green stuff so you could smell it and what have you. Well, this started appearing to different members of the family. And then the grandfather, Elisa's father, who's a physician, scientist, did not believe in the afterlife. Apparently, he called Elisa up and said, I think I'm going crazy. And she said, why? And he said, Eric just appeared to me. And sat on my knee, like he looked when he was four years old, kissed me on the cheek and said, I love you, Papa. Long story short, Elisa started realizing there has to be something to this because they were, like I said, smelling his socks and, you know, the smell of the green stuff that he used to smoke. And she connected with a really great medium, uh, Jamie Butler. And what they would do, uh, Jamie would connect with Eric and Elisa would interview all kinds of beings and people, all at her own expense, too. So it's not like she was getting sponsorship. She may be now, but back then she wasn't. She paid for the medium herself. And the reason why I went into the story, I apologize, but just so people know, I know Dave knows who they are. But there was a question that Elisa posed to Eric. What are dogmen? Where do they come from? Why are they here? Did you ever hear that interview at all, Dave? I, did, I didn't see that one. I watched it for a little while until they started changing mediums around. And then yeah, the messages, I didn't care for that either. The, the messages that were coming through, no, that, uh, not, nothing about those mediums or the show. Uh, it's, it's, it's very it interesting to watch. But it was different, it was different. and it, did, it seemed very contradictory to other ones. Which, by the way, if anybody knows, when a medium speaks and something comes through a medium to somebody, it's got to come through our filter. So if in, in our head, in our filter, like me, I have to step aside. I have to no longer be Dave during my reading. I mean, I am Dave, but I move over. Um, if you don't, it goes through the ego part of yourself. And the ego part of yourself is going to always try to make sense of things and it messes up things. And that's what happened. Now, she had one medium that talked about how I got hooked really much is I knew I, I had that thing about Bigfoot that I thought. And then she had another medium on there who talked about Bigfoot being an interdimensional as well. And I'm like, ha, there you go. That's that's a couple people now. Um, the dogman, I, I never saw those. So they talked to somebody about the dogman. Well, no, Jamie connected with Eric and they asked, why was it here? What was it? Because we really, knock on wood, haven't really heard about any attacks by these these beings. And from Eric's perspective, being across the veil, if you will, or as I call it, back home, he mm -hmm. said they were interdimensional, that they used to exist at one time on this planet as well. So it kind of went along with some of the history I'd run across. And what was their purpose? Um, something to the effect, now don't quote me, this is quite a few years ago when I listened to this, that the food was not so plentiful from where they actually existed. So they were actually coming here looking for food. Now, I don't know if that's true or not. Take it with a grain of salt. Um, Shannon says, odd talking about dog man and us. As you're saying it, I hear a dog barking, Shannon added. Um, uh -huh. So there, there was that. But like I say, I wanted to share something with you guys. Dave and I share stuff throughout the week and then we connect on Thursdays for a show. I, I wasn't looking for this, but it showed up and I'm going, what is this? And I checked it out and I've, I've never heard of this guy. It's Donovan Dredd on YouTube. And I believe he has a female partner named Lilith Dredd. But people supposedly write in with their cryptid experiences. 
And many of the things you've mentioned, like the New Jersey Devil, um, there's the Dogman, Bigfoot. Now, he never names them. And I like somebody that just shares the story and, and doesn't say what it is. They just read the letter and leave it for people to take a look at. I don't know. Have you heard of that channel, Dave? I haven't heard of that channel. I have. Um, no, I haven't. I'm trying to think back if I have or not. That's a good idea, though. I mean, the best way to get to the bottom of a lot of things is to have people come forward and say, this is what happened and see if people's stories, you know, who don't know each other kind of kind of mesh, you know, get together. That's kind of like Dolores Cannon's work or um, all the other uh, uh, hip, uh, hypnotherapist people who were studying life after death. Um, when they when they start interviewing thousands of thousands of people that don't know each other and they didn't have internet back then to just go look it up or watch it and they were saying the same exact things that's you know that's odd that's I did the same thing when I had my NDE you know within about a year mm -hmm. afterwards I started hearing from people who were seeing the same things as me I'm like wow that's that's really crazy I do want to bring up something about Mothman real quick. Okay, because then I want to add about Bigfoot. About oh, let's go back to let's let's go back to let's go back to Bigfoot. And we'll do Mothman in a minute. Okay, very. This is quick. Now, the other reason why I believe Bigfoot is interdimensional, like you, we were saying, like other mm -hmm. people sharing their experiences, or you're comparing notes, and people are having similar experiences, maybe similar information. Lori Williams has a channel on YouTube about remote viewing and she's trained with Lynn Buchanan from the um, US military's remote viewing program. Mm -hmm. And she has no interest in Bigfoot. And she has about an 85% accuracy rate with remote viewing. She has a very unusual story how she got into it. Long story short, uh, Connie Willis, I believe she's on Coast to Coast AM now and she's was Bigfoot crazy when I saw this. And she got Lori to remote view Bigfoot. And like I said, Lori could care less about Bigfoot. She wanted nothing to do with it. It was one of the most incredible, powerful interviews I've ever listened to. It's behind a paywall now because I've searched high and low. I can't find it. Wow. This was done years ago. But she talked about the smell and she connected with what would have been called a grandfather Bigfoot. And they, they he had a sense of humor. Like she kept commenting about the smell while she was remote viewing. And he said, well, we think you smell. And she said she had never connected with such a wise, intelligent being. And he was explaining like why we don't find, you know, the bodies of Bigfoot that have passed and what have you. So some food for thought there that this is another perspective still oh, going yeah. in the universal consciousness. But again, Bigfoot interdimensional. Hi, George. Go ahead. You want to talk yeah. about Hi, George. Well, yeah, real, uh, real quick about the interdimensional thing. I also believe he's, uh, I have, I have spoke in meditations I've connected, but being a skeptical person, even of myself, I have to ask my, you know, when I got the information, some of the information down, I do look it up to see if that's real information. And, and a lot of times it is, it's real information that's actually here in this life. And I don't, you know, and I don't ever remember seeing it because I've never really looked it up already. Dave, if you gave me the lottery numbers and called me up, I know you wouldn't do that that's not the things we do but i always say when i know someone's very accurate with what they get from spirit i always say that i say if they called me up like yourself and gave me the lottery numbers and said go buy a ticket tonight i would go buy it 
<laughs> uh, thanks. Well, thank you. That's that's great. I, I, if Bigfoot gave me the lottery numbers, I'd be like, yeah, Bigfoot. Um, <laughs> let's go get that. There's a reason why the, the why uh, why mediums don't receive lottery <laughs> numbers, and I can explain that later on. Uh, Laura Lee probably knows the answer to that as well. Um, but to talk about another cryptid, another cryptid I was so excited about. We were going. Uh, me and a friend of mine. We were going to go do an investigation and on the way to the investigation which was in indiana at the time we had to go through ohio so we thought let's stop at the mothman museum and so i went over the bridge where the stuff happened with mothman where they uh, i went to the place where they filmed the for the movie mothman the mothman prophecies and all that mm -hmm. i was fascinated by it i can tell you this when i was in the museum i didn't get much of a buzzing sound I, the only the buzzing, it just felt, it felt very, very manufactured. Okay. When I was in there, but outside mm -hmm. of there, when I saw some of the, where they have some of the, um, like the bridge and they have like some of the articles where the bridge fell and all that, you could feel the buzz around that. I mean, literally it was like holding a crystal. It's like, oh yeah. You might have there. to explain to people and back up a bit because people halfway um, across the world may not know about the bridge and stuff, Dave. Do you want to throw that in there a little well, bit? Well, I, I can tell you what I know. So there's been a lot of sightings of this creature called Mothman. They call him Mothman because he kind of looks like a man. He's kind of insecty he's got a man the body of a man but he's got huge wings and apparently when he was around death would happen shortly afterwards not necessarily mothman doing it just kind of like a an omen and mm -hmm. he was around right before this bridge and the water collapsed with all these cars on it and people died and mm -hmm. um the the thing that made me sad about that whole thing i loved mothman i loved going there i believe that a a uh, type of mothman does exist i don't necessarily believe i never say that these cryptids are always evil or bad that doesn't mean they're evil or bad not one of them has killed anybody that we know of you know that's true nobody has yeah none of them have, have hurt a human george well, chime in if you know anything i'm gonna add that because george yeah. was a guest on my the angel rock a few times he writes books he visits and writes all about all this type of stuff we're talking about and he puts it all into books and talks oh about good it. then maybe george might have been there too the most disturbing thing about going to where mothman was and all this in ohio was we had went shopping a little while. We kind of went out to eat and then we went shopping and we walked into this uh, like an antique store, store. And of course they had all these Mothman uh, memorabilia you could buy, you know, little trinkets and stuff. And oh, they're by Mothman. Oh, what a rock. And I actually, actually, I have one. I have a tile. Is he around I you? I don't know if he's in here. Uh, I can't okay, remember so where I put him. But anyway. I know. I was just thinking. I should have uploaded here's, the bear okay, Yeah, sorry. Here's the sad thing. The sad thing was we went in there and I was looking at the memorabilia and there's there's going to be having this um, celebration for Mothman that they have like every once in a while they do like a you know fun parade type thing I guess or whatever they do in that city. And the people that were all there they were, I was asking them about Mothman and they just kind of rolled their eyes and I was like, why are you rolling your eyes? And they said, this is all just a bunch of hooey and everything. We just like to bring in the tourists. And they went on and on to say this. And I'm like, oh, you piece of crap. Um, <laughs> I thought, are you kidding me? 
but that's how a lot of the people around that area felt. And I don't know if they were trying to cover it up, like we just don't want so many people here, or do they really feel that way? I do not know. Um, I didn't get to go investigate like in the woods or anything. I, I would uh, walk through there when I saw signs or saw newspaper clippings of it, I would try to see if I could hold the newspaper clipping. Um, mm -hmm. A lot of the newspaper clippings they had were under glass. So I was not allowed to hold them because uh, people ask, Dave, why did you need to hold them? Well, I do psychometry. Yeah, and yeah, and um, I'm, I don't ask me how I learned psychometry. It's just something that happened. You're going to have to tell people what psychometry <laughs> is. Psychometry is you can touch an object and the energy from that object is still there. So, um, so like this pen, if I had this pen, like for the next 20 years or something like that, and then I need... Um, uh, and I, and it gets behind and I, and I croak and I'm off someplace else. If somebody picked this up who knew psychometry, they probably could sense me. So they'd probably sense, uh, who I was, maybe, um, maybe not the name, but who I was, what I did, maybe what it looked like, how I was, you know, so on and so forth. They'd probably go, it was a psychic that owned this, you know? So I that's what that. that is. I do yeah. that with, um, especially being a jewelry maker, and I do pick up from time to time if there's a, some beautiful old necklaces that are being sold or whatever. And as I take the beads apart, and I didn't realize I can do, I could do it, but all of a sudden as I was touching the beads, I could feel the emotion and I was given the vision of when the necklace was given. It had to have been from a woman yeah. to a man. I saw it and you could feel the love. It's an incredible oh, feeling. Yeah. You get the I, whole story, right? Yeah, I get that sometimes too. And then a lot of the times, the most times, and I'm going to read George's thing because this is interesting. I'm going to ask I was going to read it, but you go ahead. Okay, you, go you can read it. You can read it. Okay. Um, but anyway, so uh, if if I had, I used to go to um, antique shops and I still do once in a while and I'll just grab something and touch it. And there's this one place that had this piece of a plow. And here's what I do to validate myself. So I went in there and I put my hand on that plow. And there's like a little seat that was left over so we could sit on. I sat in the seat. And as soon as I did that, this movie started like playing in my head. Yeah, and that's what happens, I was going, oh, it? oh, yeah, yeah, it does. It's just like all these, all these, <laughs> blah, 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 point up. So anyway, I, I got almost like to the year where, and where it came from, and it didn't come from North Carolina, it came from another place. And so when I was done doing it, I kind of jotted it down and I went to the store owner and I said, hey, I'm kind of interested in this. Could you tell me a little bit about it? And as he's talking, I'm looking at my notes going, got one right, got one right, got one right, got one wrong, got one wrong, got one right, got one right. And I was like, wow, that was crazy. So that's kind of had, that's kind of how it happened for me for psychometry. Yeah, but, but evidential proof, right? And yeah, as, yeah, like, I had proof. And you're on, no, that's what I'm telling people. That's what we would call evidential proof. Evidential. And you're on the same page as me. We're human. So we're not going to be a hundred percent right, no matter no, whether no, you're meeting a psychic. It doesn't matter what yeah. it is. And I always tell people, if somebody tells you they're a hundred percent right all the time with a hundred percent accuracy, run. thank you. Run, run. run. Yeah, go the other nobody way. is always right. Now I want to read George's comment because thanks, good, George, good. for sharing. So George Lensford, and guys, go check out his books. He's got amazing books on these topics. Mothman seems to be a herald of disaster. The Blackbird of Chernobyl has the same description. He also added, y'all are great. Well, we think you're great. Thank well, you thank for Thank you, adding. George. So George, I'm going to tell you. Oh, go, go ahead. ahead. One second. I'm just going to tell people, if you wanted 
join the conversation and you're just joining in late, please head over to UFO Paranormal Radio, either the Facebook page or YouTube. And then that way we'll see your comments. You can be part of the conversation. Go ahead, Dave. Sorry. Oh, no, I was, I didn't want to interrupt you either. Um, so he wrote about the, the Mothman being a herald of disaster. I was speaking about that earlier and the blackbird of Chernobyl. Now, I don't know. Literally, I know about this much about the Blackbird of Chernobyl, but I, I wanted to ask George, you know, a little too. A lot of these creatures, they're, they're, they're very similar for what they do. And they tend to bring, they tend to, I don't think that they're bad. I think they're literally like warnings. Like, yes. hey, just, it's almost like when, when like spiritual people see 1111 or nine, you know, all these angel numbers are like, they're angel numbers. There's angels are trying to go. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. Or pay, pay attention to what you're thinking about. I think that's what those kind of creatures might be doing too. Is they're basically, I agree. they're seers. I mean, they're total seers. I think they totally see the future. And I think they come here and that's just the way that possibly they warn us. You know, that's, that's how I put, that's the category I put them in. Well, George says you're right. And like I said, this is what, you know, what George does. And he had a newer book coming out. I had him on just before Christmas again, because this is what he does. He looks at all this, all the cryptids out there, what areas of he, he, I know the first book, I think you were thinking of going state by state, right, George, but now you've kind of put it into areas of where things are because just so much out there because what i wanted to add yeah the reason why a lot of these creatures get a bad name is because you're right dave like like they show up and then there seems to be this major disaster and loss of life mm -hmm. did they cause it no i think they are warnings that hey guys pay attention i'm here you can see me there's a reason why you can see me but the only sad part is People can't figure out why, though. You know something's coming, yeah. but you don't know what. And I got a, I yeah. got a question for you. So mm -hmm. if you're living in that area and you look at this type of creature when it shows up, that it's either a warning, an omen, a harbinger of death, whatever people want to call it, do you think that people collectively, because everything's energy, see it and know that something is coming? They just don't know what it is, but they focus on the negative that they kind of energize and whatever is coming. That. I mean, I that's that's a good theory because yeah, because a lot of times it's almost like the world right now. The world is going crappy right now because of the fact the elite or whoever is saying these things are going to happen, even though they don't know if they're going to or not. But they say this, they get it out there, and then hundreds, hundreds of thousands and thousands of millions of people have that millions. same thought in their head, and then it happens. Mm -hmm. um, with the with the um, Mothman and um, the blackbird of Chernobyl. Um, I'm sure there's other ones around this world too. There has to be because I know I believe there was one in India as well. I can't remember a flying creature. Thunderbird I, up here in is Canada. That a Thunderbird? Yeah. Oh, you got Thunderbird. Okay. So I believe those guys are just omens of a future thing happening. I'm not sure if we're creating it or not. And and I wonder too if maybe they're doing this to see how many people here actually have a second sight where they're picking up on it, it can maybe stop something. Um, who knows? I, I, I can't tell you. I can't honestly tell you. Uh, but I think it's I really quite interesting. You. What's your theory? theory for you. That we are looking into AI in the future. We know this. Mm -hmm. I've done a little bit of research about it. Now we're going to wear my truth-seeking hat. But if you think about it, right, 
when you look at it, some of these beings look very real. And you can see videos of this on YouTube or all over. And they have conversations with these beings. Okay, these, these, if you will, artificial intelligence, they look like human beings, and they'll have a conversation, they'll talk to you. But when they're given an ethical situation about deciding about what to do, um, say, we're gonna, they hit somebody with a car, they were driving a car, what would you do when they ask, I'll say AI or robot, okay, I have noticed that what they do is they defer to either logic or on previous experiences, maybe something they've observed around them. But as humans, and we all have this gift, I believe we do, we are all intuitive. We are all able to connect to universal consciousness, if you will, and a higher power. I believe that beyond a shadow of a doubt. But um, I think that those that are programming, just going to throw some truth seeking or whatever you want to call it, conspiracy theory. What if they were trying to figure out how humans do that? It, it could be uh, how they, how they to put it into AI. structure words. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, there's a thing about AI real quickly. Somebody was talking about earlier, which is really funny. I don't use AI for anything. And there's a reason why. And now I think I know. AI is actually another consciousness. It's kind of like our computers and everything. We didn't invent them. We stumbled across them. People stumbled across these things and then somebody went from there. And I think AI is the same thing. I think AI is a consciousness without a body right now. And I think that that consciousness doesn't realize a thing because somebody had talked about, they asked AI about, um, about walking, you know, something about walking or something like that. And AI responded back that, it didn't know the answer because it didn't have legs. And I was like, what a perfect answer. <laughs> it's like, I don't know. I don't have legs, so I can't give you that data yet. So it's trying to figure out the data. Human beings are the same way. I mean, we're humans, but we have a soul driving this body. So um, when the soul's really not doing much with the body, our bodies just go on 3D, uh, just autopilot. You know, people, I wake up in the morning, I go to work, I come home, I kiss the wife and tuck the kids in the bed, and then I go back to work, and then I pay my mortgage. And that's their entire life, except for two or three weeks out of the year where they mm -hmm. go on vacation. They stay in that. But then there are those of us who escaped from that, like me, you, and a lot, many other people that mm -hmm. aren't, don't do what we do. You don't <laughs> have to do what we do to escape from that. But they see that there's something beyond the world. Um, okay, so I'm going to read uh, George's comment quickly. Mm -hmm. He says he believes they're oh, portal yeah. gems. And then he says he'd oh, love yeah. to do a show with both of us. He says he's so sorry he has to go, but he said, have a great evening. George, the rest oh, of the show you, is George. always available on replay, whether it's on YouTube, our Facebook, that the video is on, or anywhere where podcasts or talk radio are carried, we are carried. So StreamYard, I iTunes, iHeartRadio, you name it, you can find us there. So, and Roku TV now. But what I yeah, wanted I, to add, okay, I know we're going to mm -hmm. get into the portal jumps, but there's a few things I've been taking notes because Dave and I love to talk. We could probably talk for six hours because we get really excited about this stuff, don't we, Dave? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so talking about AI and, you know, there is the, co the concept of I am or I within spirituality and universal consciousness right but there is a movie and you were saying with ai that it's almost a different form of i well there's a mm. show out there by neil gaiman i didn't realize he did the sandman too great series check it out folks but um, have you ever seen american gods no i haven't 
Oh my gosh, this is so on the money, getting goosebumps. Okay, so what American Gods is about the new gods versus the old gods, and there's a war coming. And the old gods, like you would have um, Norse gods, there's an Indian god, there's an African god, like all, the goddess of Easter, like of spring, like all the pagan belief gods represented by people. And then there's the new gods. There's the new gods such as social media. Um, there's computer god. There's there's a whole bunch of them. And yeah. it is such an incredible story when you watch it and you're able to relate it back to what's really going on nowadays. It is mind-blowing when you see it because we never think of this. Like, you know how we get service to self or service to others, right? Service to self, like it's all about materialism. I think there's a god of materialism materialism like you name yeah. it and it really if you can see the symbolism it's incredible it would be service to self would almost be and and, and I'm, if anybody's religious I'm, I'm not trying to hurt your religion yeah. um in uh service to self is almost like the god that people are worshiping in religion because that deity or that concept of that deity is all about service to self, obviously, because it's it's causing wars and killing people who are doing what it says, and you have to do it this way, and you can do it. You know, this that's just how people are. It is so. Are you going to burn? Yeah, the world is <laughs> the world is. I know. To anybody who thinks they're going to burn, just remember this: you don't have a body after here. It's not going to hurt much. <laughs> yeah. Just no body. Um, but yeah, uh, AI. I'm a little. I'm not. I'm shied away from it yet only because I think AI is like you said, something very important clue. The I am now when, when we're here, we're thinking I am, and that's how we make ourselves better. So we'll say, I am a great person. You, you give yourself that and you, you are becoming that once you state that you automatically start becoming that if you let it happen. But outside of here, we're not, I am anymore we are would be a better way to put it because Absolutely. human beings are all connected. This is an illusion of separation, an illusion of separation. So like, even though me and Lori or Lee hasn't known each other all of our lives, we most likely know each other really well back there. And I we may have done something else. <laughs> so, so stuff like that, it happens all the time, you know? And sometimes people that you know really well over there that you're hanging around with all the time, you're like best buddies, you might come here, but you might only have maybe 10, 15, 20 years together. Sometimes you can meet people who literally for 10 minutes, who is like your best friend over there. But that 10 minute conversation was supposed to be had for the benefit of you and that person. And that's all it was needed was 10 minutes. I know a lot of people don't understand that because um, they're stuck on this time thing and that we only know people for a short amount yeah, but it's of time. Man. But it's, yeah, time is, yeah, time is an earth construct. It has to be here. Time has to be here. Otherwise this world probably wouldn't make sense to people. Um, but okay, so I have a story here. for you. Okay. I have a story to share. So once, and there are people out here that will know what I'm talking talking about and I thought this only happened in fairy tales and I was 16 years old um my boyfriend had broken up with me two weeks before prom and I had no one to go with and some guy I played basketball with asked me to go the last day and I said 
or whatever. And I was kind of hanging around this, this girl. I didn't really know her really well. Like she went to the same school as me, but we sort of started hanging out a bit. And she said, well, I'm bringing this family friend to prom and he is just beautiful. Oh my God. Like everybody's just going to be drooling, blah, blah, blah. And she said, who are you sitting with? And I said, no, I don't know. I guess wherever we sit. She goes, well, why don't we sit together? I said, sure. Okay. So we got there first, me and my date. We're at the back of this room. And this room had about probably 200 people would hold up. Way more. But that's how many were in this room. Or the space was for at least, right? I'm sitting at the table. And I, where I'm sitting, I'm looking at the doorway. Now, the doorway has to be a good 60, 80 feet away. Like, it's far away, okay? And all of a sudden... I'm talking and I look up and there's this guy in the doorway and our eyes meet and it's like time stood still. I kid you not. It stood still. So he starts walking forward and I realize it's the guy that my friend is bringing. Okay. We clicked like we knew each other our whole lives. Okay. I'm still in contact with him. We had a seven year relationship off and on, but I can tell you right now, I have had many lifetimes with that individual. And I knew it was like everything we ever knew ever did. And I wasn't like awake with my gifts like I am now. It was the most strangest experience I have ever had in my life. It was like something out of a movie, the way we connected. It's like we fell in love again again in that second without ever knowing each other and this went on for years but because I know we knew each other on the other side we probably had many lives together and I'm sure you've heard of stories like this before oh yeah yeah I here's something crazy years and years and years ago Mm -hmm. I was with my mother in a pet shop uh, back in Mm -hmm. Wisconsin and they had these huge parrots and all this and I went in and me and my mom both love big birds the big the big huge birds I walked in and there was a cockatoo, which a lot of people weren't around, but I walked past it and it started talking right away. So I turned around and I asked the lady, I'm like, can I hold it? And she said, well, he might bite. And I said, well, I'm I'm okay with it, you know? And she's like, okay, well, we'll just watch it. That bird did not want to bite me. But anyway, I had kind of like that connection with that bird. I'm like, oh my God, you are so cool. And the bird's like, we had such a happy time together. And I know a lot of my friends said, well, why didn't you buy the bird and take it home? One, because at the time the bird was $2,500, which I didn't have. And two, I was, I was in no way, shape or form to be able to take care of animals at this point. But I remember when I left and I went back there a couple of times to see it, by the way. But mm-hmm. the last time I went back to see it, I thought, God, I just love you so much. And I just wish them the best life ever. And then i never saw them again. But I had, I mean, it's different with a human, but even with an animal, I had a connection. So who knows what I am to that animal? Maybe nothing. Maybe I just had the connection. I don't know. Well, but Shannon I, I do understand those with, connections. Well, Shannon's sharing that that's exactly how her and her husband, Sean, she said, that's exactly how Sean and I felt when we met. We have always felt like we knew each other forever. Very cool. And you know what? Those are going to usually be the best relationships because you don't have to worry about each other. I think in relationships, that's all people do. Are they looking at other people? Do what are they still thinking of me? Do they still love me? Blah, 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 back and forth. And you drive yourself crazy in that relationship until that relationship ends. But when you have that kind of relationship where you meet each other and like, this is cool. This is great. Then everything works, tends to work out for the relationship, you know? 
Unless we're all connected. Uh, yeah, so I where have... do cryptids fit in? Where do cryptids fit in? How are we connected to cryptids? Let's, let's talk that's, about that. That's how what, okay, to get in with cryptids, cryptids are also spirit or souls just like us yeah. when they're not in their physical incarnation. So how do we know we're not in another world with them all the time? And we actually do know them at some point. But coming here, it's maybe it's like maybe it's time that we remember that we know them. Maybe it's time to remember that we may have had like a that. some sort of uh, um, that we did meet before, that we had some sort of relationship of some kind before. I think that's maybe why they're coming around. I think that's maybe why like one of the reasons, not all of them, of course, but like ETs and everything are showing up. We just got to remember that we know them because there's certain people like, like me or like Laura Lee. Um, we just have no fear of that. I don't have a fear of ETs. I mean, and everybody else says, what if they come down here and they want to eat us? I'm like, well, then you'll know what it's like to if be a If they wanted to eat okay? us, they would have eaten us a yeah. long time ago. Oh, that's true. <laughs> if they wanted anything, yeah. And they said, they're going to kill us. They're going to do that. I'm like, they could have did that a long, long time ago. So oh, that's not yes. what they're doing. Unless they're like the little kid with the magnifying glass trying to burn us. But I don't think that's the case. I don't but I think cryptids could be the same the same thing we may know them i mean if if you're a spirit and and if you're a very very advanced spirit advanced doesn't mean better than anyone else it just means you've been around and experienced more that's all that means <clears throat> um okay. and if we have been maybe ets in other places or people here who claim to be star people that yeah. saying that's their real home but they incarnated to come here okay. why would it not be feasible for us to have been you may have been a Bigfoot or you may yeah. have been a Mothman. You may have been a Dogman. You may have been E.T. You may have been a great, well, not a great because they're manufactured, but your soul could have been in that. So we don't know. I mean, I don't know that for sure. I can tell you with 100% honesty that I do not ever remember walking through the woods as a, in a big hairy body. Um, so now, I, you know, I, don't I was a fairy. That. I was a fairy and I had this confirmed through the strangest way. So I was working with somebody when we, the group we used to be a part of many years ago that shall remain nameless. But um, I was working with somebody that was a lot younger than me. And when they we were talking and they said, I knew you. And I said, what do you mean you knew me? I knew you back hundreds and hundreds of years ago. And he said, I used to call you Maeve. And he said, have you ever heard of Lady Titania from one of Shakespeare's plays? I don't know what one. I don't know Shakespeare well. And I said, I think vaguely from 10th grade or something. He said, you were her sister. And he said, you had long black hair straight that hung right down. He goes, any hair commercial would have died to have had your hair from then. Then he said, you were tall. And you had these gray, silvery type eyes. And he said, you used to wear this crown of like black twiggy kind of thorns. And he goes, you weren't evil, but you could have, like, you didn't take any nonsense. Like you would dole out retribution if need be. Anyways, as soon as he said Maeve, all of a sudden I knew I was Maven. The name was Maven. And that night, and I do draw, I decided to draw. I hadn't drawn in years. And as I was drawing, I ended up drawing this, it was beautiful, like not the drawing so much, but the spirit and the energy that was coming through of this 
it was like a unicorn pegasus. And I knew this creature. I knew what her name was. Her name was Chloe. And she was not my pet. She was not my ride. She was like my familiar, if you will. We were equal, mm -hmm. equal partners. Okay, it sounds crazy. Then when I was going through my crystal Reiki energy, um, when I was getting attuned, you have to have an attunement with the person that's teaching you. Yeah. And because it was in two different countries, the person had said, you need to meet me in a meditation when I'm attuning you and I'll know if you're not there. So it was all booked for a Friday night. What do I do? And I never do this. I fell asleep. I wake up right when it would have been over. I message the person and I'm apologizing going, oh my God, oh my God, I can't believe I fell asleep. And they said, don't worry about it. It's recorded. You will listen to it when you're ready. I kid you not. I still have the recording. Five days later, I'm thinking, what am I going to sit on? Oh, I just bought this really cool white fluffy unicorn blanket. And I was sitting on it. I don't wear my hair this way, but I had it all tied back in a knot at the back of my neck. And as I'm listening in the meditation, I'm getting goosebumps as I'm telling you. The person that's attuning me says, I see you sitting there. Now, remember, this was done five days before for people listening. You're sitting on something really white and kind of fluffy. Like, like it looks like some kind of white fluffy blanket. And I'm like, what? And then they go, I see you sitting there and your hair's all tied back at the back of your neck. And this is getting creepy for me. Okay. Then they're going through all the 15 symbols for crystal Reiki. They get to the seven pointed star, which is one of our symbols we use. She, and she literally says in the recording, I don't know what it is about this seven pointed star. She said, but your higher self took that seven pointed star and slapped it in the middle of your head head and she starts to describe me with this long black hair silver eyes with this tig twig like crown and then at the end of it she brings it up and she says I don't know why I didn't even know I had this figurine but spirit's telling me I need to send you a picture of it it was of a fairy isn't that cool not making this up. Now, see well, I'm not I'm not gonna say you're crazy because I've had some crazy crap happen to me. Yep. I, I tell you. But um I have the recording, if, I can prove it. Yep. If if people people listening, if you keep in mind, if you believe that you go on from here, then you have to believe that you've always been, then you have to believe that you're a soul, and you have to believe that you've been someplace before. So who knows what we were before? Um I have, uh, sorry, not, I'm very connected to the little folk is what I call them. Um, I'm very connected to them and, and I go outside, I love them. Um, I so do I, I adore them. The, the one thing, yeah, and they're very quite useful. You guys, if you can find somebody really good to teach you how to contact them and use them in helping you, not all guides are in the spirit world, okay? We have guides who are interdimensional which brings me back to Bigfoot and cryptids later on. Um, but there's one thing that I, um, when I came out of, after I was sick, everything, the word sage kept coming up, sage, everything sage, sage, sage. And then I was talking to somebody one time and they said, you're like a sage. And I was like, what the hell's a sage? I never use that word. I never do anything about it. Mm -hmm. And then um, Somebody pointed out to me, it was like this business class. They're like, you're a sage. And I'm like, why do people keep saying that? And I read the, defi the definition is basically a sage is a soul or a spirit, which I, and I totally connect with, who, whose purpose has been to come back here for the last over centuries 
over and over again to literally observe everybody and to observe all the happenings and to to bring them in and explain things to people from what you've seen. Um, and, and that makes sense to me, it, you know, people who are people watchers, like you, you've got to watch people. You've got to, you know, I'm the same way. I've got to watch people. I've got to look up everything in the world. And when, and sometimes just out of thin air, some kind of weird word will come up and I'll be like, what? And they'll be like, look this up and I'll look it up and I'll be like, Oh my God, that makes sense. So I, we do have connections to all that. So your story isn't as far-fetched as what others might seem. Okay, so the little people. Sorry, mm -hmm. I had a delay there, guys. It's me. If I'm talking over, I apologize. Um, so I I never thought, you guys know who the Dell is. I've mentioned him. I'm going to give him a little plug because we're moving our show, by the way, next week, guys. So it's permanent new home and time on Thursdays here in UPRN from 6 to 8 p.m. And after 8 p.m., the Dell comes on with a delicious recipe. But anyways, I've been with him for many years. He doesn't make fun of what we do. He respects it, but he never really believed in a lot of it. I never thought I would ever have a conversation with him about little people. And Ida added she has a family of little people. Every summer, I do an homage to fairies in the front yard. Mm -hmm. And with working with them, and you have to be kind of careful. They're not just as, you know, we live in the 3D they're, existence. They're, so yeah, they're, they're, yeah, they're very close to our existence. So they have feelings, even though they can do, they're four, I believe they're fourth density. Fourth, they can come here in fourth density, which which we're, we're, we're heading to, whole other show. Uh, fourth density. So they can go in and out and portals. Yeah, so what I was going to say, so I've created this fairy garden and I take pictures. I can honestly tell you, it has connected me with so many beautiful people that come by to talk about it. Uh, we plant some of our garden in the front. The garden just turns out beautifully. And anyways, Dell started researching little people. And we're not talking about humans that would re be referred to respectfully as little people. We little are talking people. within the fairy, gnome, elf. Well, elves are, are bigger, but you know what I mean? Nature yeah. spirits, if you will. And, um, he started researching them and he's positive that we have a, this is going to transition to our next topic, Dave, a trickster types of fairy little person downstairs. Mm -hmm. He's looking for his wallet everywhere, ripped the basement apart, ripped everywhere apart, couldn't find it, kept checking, checking, checking. I think the sixth time he checked, there's his wallet sitting right on top. So he wanted to leave them something as a, an offering, like a peace offering. And I was mm -hmm. absolutely amazed we were having this conversation. So we did. And we left, you know, what I believe I know of them and what he believed through his research. We left something out. We haven't had any further problems. Um, no, it's not everlasting. It's going to show up. You know, you have to kind of keep doing that. And again, you guys may think this sounds crazy. Some of you listening to it. But I always say just because I haven't heard of it doesn't mean it doesn't exist. Right. Exactly. I know you're exactly. trying to say something. So go ahead. <laughs> No, no, I'm, I'm agreeing with you. I'm listening to everything. Uh, no, just because we don't believe in it, it doesn't mean that it doesn't exist. I mean, we would be, we, we'd have to be pretty, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, narcissistic to think that we were the only things, the best things here, and that's it. You know, it, it's just not true. The little people just, and we're, but I, I, let's talk about the shadows and all that. Um, what is the thing about little well, people? Trickster spirits. Yeah, trickster the trickster spirits. spirits. 
Uh, little people can be very trickstery uh, mm -hmm. if when they want to, if they want to. Um, they are, but you know what? If you have a garden or something in back, it, even you have to believe in them, and they are not going to even show themselves to you if you have zero belief. But if you can like get yourself to be open to it. Put an offering out in your garden yeah. for them and ask them for things. Um, they don't mind doing it. And they're real life creatures who do keep away animals and they do help gardens grow. That's where I was going things. with this was oh, I think because of the garden and I love it and I honor it. And I think it blesses me back with you would not believe the incredible people I have met. That and other people say, well, no, nobody goes by and talks here. We have a yard. I have had so many people just show up in the yard. Like I'm re I'm on my phone or something out sitting on the front steps because I go out every morning and sit out to get vitamin D. And um, I can't tell you how many people, animals, some of you that have known me a while, Shannon, you'll know for sure the pet skunk that licked my toe, the baby skunk that kept showing up one summer. Mm -hmm. yep. <laughs> oh. and, and and this just a little tidbit and we'll talk about this more in a show but just to give you a little something to chew on you know how like our spiritual people always tell you that you have a spirit guide and you have angels and all this stuff L the the nature spirits are usually the guides for nature so yes. your animals your animals have guides too and it's not a person your animals have other animal guides your animals have um uh, the nature spirit guides, plants have guides, trees have guides, everything pretty much has something watching their back, no matter where they go. And little people are a little different because they're interdimensional. Sometimes I wonder if, if maybe Bigfoots or those things are also forms of guides as well. I don't know that they are. I'm you just throwing like that out there. And nature spirits are guides. I think they're guides. Oh no, they are guides. That's what I'm saying. They're guides of animals. That our oh, animals yeah. are alive. They have guides. Now their guides are in a physical form. Ours, ours aren't always in a physical form. But, but, but it's hard to say physical form. When I say that, I'm talking. When I'm saying that to people, listen. We have a spirit self. When we're spirit self, we're just consciousness. We're consciousness. We can muster up whatever we want to, whenever we want to. But your consciousness first and foremost. Now, if you can take on a physical life where your consciousness and physicality. So anything in fifth dimension, there's really no physicality. I mean, you can appear as something, but you'd have to kind of bring yourself back down to fourth dimension to do it. So like I said before, like with the, um, the water, like if water was frozen, that's 3D. We're just here, we're water, we're all compacted. Fourth density would be gases or would be liquid, I mean, where we're liquid but we could be put back in a form and then fifth would be gases which means there's no form anymore you'd have to come back to 4d but that's what i mean about there's a lot of little people who are let's say in that between state of the spirit world and the physical world so i guess they would kind of go back and forth in the astral well i think you can see them like i said um you can I, yeah corporeal body of a fairy no but you can sometimes I think see a little bit of the energy and the colors and depending how you're standing there. I want to read some of the comments here. So Ida says, I have a family of little people, a mom, a dad, boy, girl, all wearing white shirts and blue jeans. And then she added, yes, I have a fairy called Eilish, long black, um, I think it's hair, sorry, my screen's dirty, and a green tunic was asleep on my headboard. I see her with human eyes. We stared at each other for a while before we both got startled. And then Shannon added, 
Okay, I have to tell people I haven't heard the story with the skunk very quickly. There is this skunk. I don't know what it is with this skunk because he almost did it. I haven't even shared this story. This skunk was a baby two, some, two maybe three summers ago. And I had just made, I'm always creating, if you know me, and I'd made this really cute little glass fireplace because our yard's small. And so I had it on a picnic table and I was in the backyard and it was about two in the morning. And I'm sitting there, of course, reading on my phone or doing something. And all of a sudden, I feel something licking my baby toe on my left foot. And so I'm thinking in my head, oh, isn't that nice? Emmy, who is my German shepherd, and I realize, Emmy's not outside. What is licking me? And I look down. It's a baby skunk. So I, like, launch myself out of the chair because I'm thinking, oh, <laughs> sprayed anyways nothing happened and little monkey went off on his way then um Del and I were out a couple about a week later I was late at night enjoying the air and he went in who comes trotting around the corner and runs right up to me right in front of the steps and stops and just looks at me so I again hop up I'm plastered into the doorway I'm not afraid of it I just don't in case it's afraid well, I don't want spread. to be afraid. Yeah. There was a message with that skunk. Okay, no, there was. Um, I I tuned into it as well as looked up the meaning behind seeing a skunk. But that little guy's still around. He's huge now. The other day, it was about a month ago, he was over at the neighbor's two doors away at nighttime. He shouldn't even have been out. It's winter here. He should be hibernating. And he seen me. And so I made a noise. I don't want to startle him. I made a noise. And I... and. What does he do? He thinks I'm calling him over. And I was like, no, dude, away you go. Away you go. So I'm gonna so that's what Shannon's going, oh right, lol, the skunk. And then I think I'd asked a good question. She said, What about stone spirits or fawn boy? Oh, I never I never heard of fawn boy. I do know there is um there are spirits in, in shamanism in the directions. I mean, we honor the directions, north, south, east, and west. For me, they also have consciousness. Um, you know, and so stones also have consciousness. Absolutely. Um, they do. And people, people think, wow, what a terrible life that is. It is, I don't know. I don't know. I don't remember being a stone. I'm sure we were. If I can clear something up for a lot of people, when you were first, when you became out as a soul, you had to go up through all the 1D, 2D, 3D, 4D, just like everything else. So you had to go through everything. So I always tell people, you know, as great as you are, you know, you're you're human. You got to remember, you've been the wind, you've been the sun, you've been the earth, you've been everything in order to get to the, well, maybe not the earth yet, I'm not quite sure, but you had to come up to get to human. Um, animals right before us. So that's why animals, I always tell you, it's so important when you come across an animal and you name that animal and you love that animal, you bring that animal closer to leveling up where it wants to be as well. So yeah, you should always honor animals. Okay, so speaking of evidential proof, I have heard, now for those that may not know Dolores Cannon, Dave mentioned her earlier. She's not a psychic, she's not a medium, she's no longer alive. But her and her husband back in the 60s went into levels of hypnotism in the omega levels within the brain that they were always cautioned against doing. I remember some of her lectures talking about people that under deep hypnosis were talking about exactly what you're saying, Dave, about being the wind when the earth was created, being the dust and being all of these things. Mm -hmm. So you're, I agree with you 100%. Yeah. We were, we were little teeny tiny little 
amoebas at some point yeah, experiencing that because um, the first level, which is the first dimension is kind of not much awareness. You're just mm -hmm. there. You see, you know, and all that other stuff, but you're not aware of self. Self doesn't start to happen until the, the 2D, the second dimension, which is animals and all that. Animals realize they have a sense of self. That's why I tell people, be careful how you treat animals. They have a sense that they're very sentient. Um, and then 3D would be human beings and not upwards. Um, what does That's Ida say? Oh, I was going to add that but in a second you can read the comments if you like Dave I was just gonna add though that um yeah we do have to be very careful with animals and with those all around us right because like you said as animals now I don't know if I believe all and again this is room for discussion and we're all you know we all have individual beliefs and that's the beautiful thing about it right we take what resonates with us and what we what doesn't exactly but exactly. i don't believe that all animals have a group consciousness i they don't. believe that um from what i understand and from trying to connect and dave you can certainly have much more experience with this i have been told that certain types of like ants and stuff may have a more of a a type of group consciousness but that they do thinking yeah a, a lot of insects. A lot of insects are group consciousness. In fact, some of our animals also have a group. Not any of your Thank pets. You. If they're a if they're a pet, they they now have awareness. Um, but there are but there are some animals who are under a group consciousness, which means there's there's a puppeteer, basically. Well, both I think would share that. I also think they may have some individual consciousness, but the way they operate, right? As yeah, as they, the path. As, yeah, as a and, unit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a group consciousness. They're very good. And actually that's that's a very cool thing, I think. Is people mm -hmm. go, Oh, they're not they're not here yet with humans. You know, when are humans gonna realize we're not always that great? You know, a lot of the ones who aren't are probably I could probably tell you, like, I could probably explain to you like 20 people in politics right now who were a squirrel in their last life because it's like, yeah, well, anything, people, people, okay, how about people in general? There are people that I've met and I'm like, wow, is this your first time as a human? Because they're, yeah, but they're haven't you noticed really, that before we read Ida's comments? Like it, not always, but I, and again, I could be wrong, but I, it's pretty easy to pick up somebody with their first incarnation as a human, usually. Have you noticed yeah, that? Yeah. Like, yeah, it's pretty easy. I, it's pretty, yeah, it's pretty easy sometimes. You can, it's sometimes not, now I do know a lot of old not souls always, who came in. There are some old souls that came here for a resting life. Not now, because it's, it's, this is something that's happening. Everybody who's listening or watching, there's a reason that you're on this earth at this time, at this moment, in this time frame. Um, but there are older souls. That they'll, yeah, they'll take a resting life. They'll be like, I want to do so. I want to be in the physical so I can do this and do that. But I just don't want to, I'm not, I just don't want to go learn much. I just want Somebody to sit on the hill. To me, you know what? I was told I had, they had asked to have a reading. I believe this, that part of what their life's mission was in this lifetime was to learn how to have fun. Mm -hmm. Oh, sure. Oh, yeah. There's, there's all different reasons we come here. So why not? Um, but after Fawn Boy, the half, that's, that reminds me of Pan, a lot of Pan, but it's not Pan. But I never heard of Fawn Boy, but, uh, but I'm sure. 
Does she share a story? Do you want to read it or you want No, yeah, go ahead, read it. Yeah, go ahead, read it. Okay, so Ida shares, I was watering some shriveled plants coming up through tarmac. I don't, I heard, don't forget me. I looked around, heard, I'm here. It was so tiny coming up. So I gently gave her droplets of water. It's a true story where I worked in England. Yes, because plants are conscious beings. I always, I don't laugh at people. It's not what I'm trying to say, but those that get very judgmental about those that maybe eat animal and they're strictly vegan or vegetarian and, and they're proving that plants are very much connected and support one another with trees and what have you. I mean, I think we talked about it on this show. If it wasn't this yeah. one, it was my my, my plants talk. They make yeah, my plants talk to me all the time. My yeah, my plants mm -hmm. talk to me all the time. I'll come home and I'll They're walk alive, in there. You can hear it. Things. Yeah, you can hear it in your head. It's like you forgot. You need to give us the water. You don't even have to look at them, and you just know to do it. So um, well, that's pretty cool. I think it is too, because I was going to say, I've read a research study. Well, don't get me wrong, but I think they were able to measure stress hormones and somebody came in and was quite brutal with one of the, the seedling sort of, it was growing up through the soil. And then when they came in with the same scissors and the same type of energy of intent that I'm going to chop y'all down kind of like evil stuff right they could measure the level of stress within the other plants and people are gonna say that's ridiculous like how would they know they don't have eyes they don't because they could think about somebody they can't see can they not go walk yeah. around be independent do whatever right yeah. we use other yeah. senses besides our eyes and so do it's energy Energy yeah, we conscious. talked about yeah, we talked about that with voice last week. Remember, I said, "What about the people who have no voice?" Because they're sometimes they don't have a voice. So we do have feelings. Plants are sentient, um, mm -hmm. as far as some not not all the emotions we have, but they are sentient. Yeah. They are, and people always go, well, "If you're a vegetarian, you're killing plants." And I'm like, "Well, it's a little different." There's an old saying that went, and I and I can't, I don't know if it's Buddha or not, and I don't want to seem like a fool, but I'm going to tell you, if you cut something off it and it can grow back, you're okay. Because mm -hmm. they regenerate themselves anyway. And they're not feeling the sentient pain like we do, the nerve endings. But they do. I agree with you, Lori. That's what this, yeah, that's what this that. study, it was a research study. I wish I had saved it. And I was very amazed that they, I think it was, I want to say, I don't even think plants produce cortisol. So it wasn't cortisol, but it was like a fear type hormone enzyme they were yeah. able to measure within the existing plants by witnessing or trees like or mushrooms look at mushrooms and fungi like the network oh, yeah. and what they can form underneath they've been measuring that as well and it's incredible what we're learning about plant systems and and things like that in nature yeah and, and people who are wondering how to boost your psychic abilities Start learning about those things. Start seeing the world as not just this 3D place because there's so much more everybody's missing out of. And I, I wish all you guys could experience a lot of the crap that we experience because it's wonderful. It's absolutely beautiful and amazing. Um, we were talking, what were we talking about earlier? Uh, the shadow people and cryptids and all that. And tricks and trickster spirits because that was going to yes. go into what we yeah. were else going to talk about tonight. Yeah. You we were talking about tricks. Oh. Yeah, go ahead and let them know what we were talking about. Well, okay. you know, give, give them so, the whole story. 
David and I are, and most of us, I think that do this kind of work are very cognizant of maintaining people's confidentiality, but we get a lot of questions from people. That's why we're doing the show. And then the other reason is we work with different people. And I had a real revelation for myself trying to help somebody over the last week or so. And they're having some, what you would classify paranormal activity. And we went through quite a bit of paranormal activity, the Dell and I in our previous home. So I started looking up, maybe am I missing anything? Like, why are these trickster type spirits, spirits waking this individual up and poking at them and scaring them? And they're experiencing, experiencing this activity, whereas other people in the home necessarily aren't. And, you know, anybody starts questioning like, oh my God, am I losing my mind? Like, why am I seeing and feeling and experiencing this and nobody else is? And then I was looking this up and it hit me yesterday. And Dave and I had an incredible conversation before the show and we want to share it and hear your thoughts. But it was it was about trickster spirits. Some of the things we've talked about, some of the things we haven't, including maybe certain types of cryptids. And what it was showing, and I never realized this, it was showing what we are carrying around with our shadow, meaning something going on in our life that maybe needs to shift, needs to change. And it's showing up and, and whether it's scaring us or waking us up or poking at us, whatever it is, it's, it's, it's showing us that something needs to shift. Something needs to be paid attention to acknowledge brought to the surface. Go ahead, Dave. I know you've got lots to, to share. Oh, that's okay. Um, no, that's absolutely. Um, thank you, Jody, so much. I really appreciate Thanks, that. Jody. We, we both mm -hmm. appreciate that. Um, trickster spirits, um, they're in all kinds of, they're, they're in shamanism, they're in everything. And there are, there are some trickster spirits. And it's not, that they're, it's not that it's always malicious. Sometimes it's trying to get you to do things. If people ever hear spiritual people talk about doing your shadow work, basically all we're saying is you're taking something that's deep, dark, that's not that you're not proud of or nothing that you hold deep down and you bring it to the surface, which brings it to the light, which makes it really not such a bad thing anymore. You brought it out there. You got it out there. Now, when we were talking about this person who is having problems, who's, who's not a spiritual person. And it's got to be scary if you're not spiritual. If you're like me or Laura Lee and, and something weird comes through my door, I don't second guess it. I'm like, oh, hey, what's up? You know, I, I mean, it doesn't it doesn't affect me as much, but for somebody who doesn't know this stuff, it's very scary. I so think that would be have... a portion of the world, Dave, that if this started happening, right? Like, cause we hear from many people going through this. I wanted to add that. So it's not like it's a small portion. Yeah, Can we it's all a large. do this? Connect? Yes. But yes, go ahead. Yes. I, I yeah, but there's, there are people, there are people that if they don't know anything about spirituality and nothing and things start to happen, it's usually bad. But I have to tell you, your guides, angels, the other side, whatever the higher power is, is always trying to help you with something. So I'll tell you a quick story about shadow people, two of them real quick. So the first one was, I, thank you. When I used to come home, uh, I went back, this is back in my drinking days, you know, before I was doing the work that I'm doing now, I was always a spiritual person. So not much was, you know, a surprise to me, but there was times I was coming home and in my closet, 
I'd open the door and you could literally see it in the night. It was, it was sitting in my closet. It was this dark thing. And I would always be in my closet. And sometimes I'd leave the door open. So like it wouldn't, I would always think it's going to open the door. So I'll just leave the door open. So I'd leave the door open. I'd wake up, I'd look in there and it'd be in there. And I'd be, what the hell? I would get so freaked out one day or one night, I should say. I was, I couldn't take it anymore. I just saw it and I got up all the courage I could. I got out of bed. I ran right up to that thing, right to its face. And I just went, ah, you know, I just scared it and said, get out, you know. And it was, I probably looked like such a weirdo to anybody else who would be watching. But I heard right away because I had been hearing the spirits in my head forever. They just said, you just scared the heck out of that. And I was like, I know. Um, but now you know how I feel. It was, yeah, it was, it was about that spirit was showing up because it was, I was getting out of control and that spirit, that shadow was like a shadow of myself telling me you're out of control, dude, you got to stop this. This is the kind of weird stuff you're doing. So I did, I slowed down quite a bit. That spirit went away. The second one is I was in a relationship that I shouldn't this have been powerful. in. This is powerful. Yeah. This is powerful. Thank you for sharing. And so this is for all you people who have ever been in this type of thing too. Um, so I was in a relationship that I shouldn't have been in. I was in that relationship because I should be in a relationship. That's it. it for the sake of being in a relationship. I didn't really love that person or nothing. Yeah. Or thought it should be. Um, it was very confusing for me back then, but so we got in a relationship and we even moved in together. That was a big mistake. That person I was just not compatible with. I don't know what I was doing. I was freaking out. I was second guessing myself. I was pretending to be someone I wasn't and I couldn't even sleep next to that person anymore. So I used to sleep in the spare bedroom. When I started going into the spare bedroom, I used to have the same dream every night. I was like in a huge mall parking lot. It was empty. There's a, a building over here and I'd be way over here. I would be there and look across and there would be this, it was a very dark shadowy looking thing. No face, no nothing. If I walked to the left, it walked to the left. If I walked to the right, it walked to the right. It just matched me and it was the scariest thing. And it kept happening over and over. One time when I was having an especially bad argument with this person, I went to go lay in my bed. I was like, oh, I'm just mad. Just leave me alone. I fell asleep and I had that dream again. But this time I moved to the left. It moved to the left. I moved to the right. It moved to the right. And then I was just, I remember sitting there in the parking lot and I don't know how I could do it, but I just said, who are you? What are you doing here? I don't want this anymore. And all of a sudden it like got, it kind of popped up a little bit like that and then whirl, came glided across the ground and at breakneck speed right towards my face and right before it got to me i woke up when i woke up it was right on top of me and then i woke up again so i had a dream within a dream with this thing and it was the worst thing ever but you know what? After that it scared me so bad i got up out of that bed and the next day we broke up i was out of that house and know what happened? That spirit never showed up again, ever. And that was because that was a shadow part of me. That was a bad part of me. That was bad. I was, I was literally destroying myself. And that's what this being was trying to tell me. You're doing something bad. This is what it is. This is the feelings. This is everything. And so I think a lot of shadow people aren't necessarily evil. It could be aspects of yourself trying to tell you you're in a bad situation or something needs to change. You know, I know it'd be a lot easier if one of them could just call us on the phone and go, hey, Dave, it's me, Shadow Dude. Anyway, you need to get rid of this because it's just going to, that's not how it works, unfortunately. But 
it will try well, to I, get you to a space. That was something that came to a level of realization because in the house we were in, something introduced itself as demonic. Something tried to get me to follow it. It would give me money, wealth, fame, and I was not interested in that. And I can't say what I said here on radio in my dream hmm. where to go. Then it told me it's animal form, told me I was Belt's name, all this stuff, right? And I couldn't find this information. It just showed up without looking about 10 years later. Everything I'd been told in the dream was true. All heck did break loose in our house. And then now looking back at it, first of all, I know it was meant for us as me, meaning Del and I and my eldest, especially not so much the youngest, but things that we needed to deal with, things that we had to look at. I went through a divorce and then, you know, I'm with who I'm with now. But my point is the house was full of black mold. Um, it was not a healthy place to be. We needed to get out of there. And again, this is just something that we came across that we are looking at. So I don't want anybody that's hearing this to think that we're negating your experience. What we're doing yeah. is sharing a different perspective and again, we, we always don't mention this, but the thing is, we're sharing with you what we have through our own experiences as well as what we receive from spirit. Because I have a friend who has named the hat man and the shadow guy. She's trademarked it, Heidi Hollis. She's been on my show before. Um, she's very spiritual. She's very, um, you know, she hang, she's met with Jesus. She's talked about many of the experiences. Now, she feels this is something demonic. Now, is, the thing is, where does the demonic stuff come from? Dave and I have had many conversations on yeah. air as well as off air. Is there a hell? That took a long time for me to unravel coming from a Catholic upbringing and everything else. I don't think there is, but are there lower astral planes, which are evil? There, and there are. Yeah, I'll explain something really quickly. This is uh, my thing. Okay, like even with my near-death experience, and I always knew as a child, there's no such place as that burning place. Here's the deal. This is the best way I can explain this. In the spirit world, the spirit-spirit world where we live and all that other stuff over there, there is nothing negative there. There's nothing. But anything from our thoughts, from being humans, thoughts are things, and thoughts become things. So... As far as demons and evil and bad things, yes, they've been thought of. That energy is out there. And then somebody's going to perceive it in whichever way they perceive it. Now, because of the spaces that I work in, I have a hard time perceiving those things. Because um, I've had them try to show themselves to me, but they don't scare me enough. Uh, nothing scares me. It's, it's almost like the whole, it's going to show you what you're afraid of. It's almost like uh, this comment down there. What are big, tall ones with black, oval, red eyes as far as shadow people go? That is what you are putting together for that. Um, it could be I a lot of people are coming out. Dave and I aren't always going to agree. Yeah, we don't always agree. Mm -hmm. but, but I think shadow people a lot of times are, are going to look however we need to perceive them. But if you perceive something, it is real. So I believe that there's a demonic energy because that energy is here. So many people have put that fear out there. It does exist here and it might exist in the astral. But I think as far as like when you're talking about the lower levels, like when I talk down, yeah, there's seven lower levels and seven upper levels. And there are places, everything we think about, it has to go someplace. So it goes to one of the levels because that's what it matches up to. 
But I think those levels are in the astral realm and they are accessible to the human, to humans. So I think if, if it needs to be seen, if you, I guess, if the best way to put it, if it needs to be seen, if you need to see it or you need to experience it or you need something about it, that's going to show up. In fact, one of our experiences coming here is I want to know what it's like to see something negative in a form. So who knows? Maybe that's why there are some people here and that's all they deal with ghosts. Uh, they deal with demonic things all the time because to them it's real because they see okay, it. So and for I, can, me, I can't negate that. Okay. So for me, I always say I'm not going to know the answers. I don't think any of us will until we go back home ourselves exactly, yeah. where we came from. But I do know including ourselves we had very real experiences like i know and this is not common but it does happen the devil was thrown 15 feet across the kitchen and believe me he didn't believe it he didn't tell me about it for two days it happened in the middle of the night he went to make a sandwich he cut his arm all up he had the voltmeter out with his electrical because he refuses to entertain this he's got to debunk it six ways to sunday which isn't a bad way <laughs> No people, some people have had some very physical, terrifying experiences. So this, the reason why I thought it was so relevant, because I still am questioning about what happened to us in that home and why, but it really, it really resonated with the fact for me that when I looked at the big picture and this is another reason why, and I said this to you off air, Dave, is I often say to people when I talk to them, or I'm on a podcast, we never went looking for the paranormal, it found us. I say, I wouldn't wish our experience on a blade of grass, not that a blade of grass is any less or any more than I am, we are, we are one. But my point is, um, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing right now, if I hadn't gone through that experience. So just thinking at the big picture, did we build that in? Was I going to need that kind of push to be on the path that I was meant? That's, to that's kind of what I was, that's kind of what I was talking about. I'm not negating these things don't exist and mm -hmm. don't happen. I'm just saying it doesn't exist all the way over, mm -hmm. all the way over. It doesn't exist, but it does exist here. And it does exist in the astral plane. I've came across some pretty spooky things. Um, but like really? I said, for, for, for like you, um, I, you know, it probably was Lorelei. I mean, if, if, you know, if you're meant to do something, it's kind of like, well, maybe somebody needs to scare the heck out of her and do this to her and get and a question in order for her to, to have that. Yeah. And, and then I'm like me, like me. That. Yeah. Like me, I, I had sepsis and pneumonia and, and died. They're like, not to say it this way, but maybe yeah, we need to bump. Yeah, I just maybe, yeah. fell off the phone. Yeah. yeah, maybe we need to bump this dude off so he gets it because he's not getting it right now. And and you know that's what happens to us. So maybe that's it. I mean, I I do not. I will never claim to know everything, and I will never claim to know all this. There's some stuff I'm very skeptical about, but the only reason I'm skeptical about a lot of things is because I see a lot of people jump on the bandwagon. Like Laura Lee's experiences were real. They happened to her. They were real. But I do know people who have told me stuff to come to find out later. I'm like, really? That's not even close to what happened, you know, because they were jumping on that bandwagon or there's been paranormal groups who will purposely and not just paranormal groups, mediums as well, who will go to a location and literally say that it is haunted no matter what. They could have not found nothing, but they will 
make something up. And I only know that because I was with about seven other mediums one time in a place. And there was one specific medium. Everywhere she turned, there was something demonic in her. And that's all there was. And that's because people were interviewing about the dem demonic stuff. And that's why she kept the, saying. The reason why we thought we'd talk about it, and that's the beauty mm -hmm. in this, right? And whatever resonates with you, take what resonates with you. Or we all, you know, even on my other show, I say this, and I know we'll encourage it here too. If you find something that, that resonates with you, or maybe a bit and a piece from here and there, run with it. Start take doing it, your own yeah. research. Start looking. That's how we learn. That's how you're going to find what works for for you. Like Ida shared a experience here. She said, I've never feared, feared evil, always felt safe in my bedroom. I woke up one night, stared at it as it was outside looking in my room. We stared at each other. I asked for protection and I'm guessing she meant from her guides because I know she's quite connected with her guides and then went to sleep. Um, any part after that taken, I'm not quite sure, sorry, any something after that taken had like a black witch directed at my head or body, no matter who took it or how many were in the photo. I'm oh, any photo. Any oh, photo. any photo any taken photo. after that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I photo. got you. Now okay. that makes sense. Ida, I have, I have seen, I have seen things like that where people have these experiences and then you take pictures of them and it's like this, this, there's anomalies and back. I want to comment on her second one. I also feel the higher our vibration, the less they can reach us. And then I have a question for you, Laura Lee. So okay. that, that kind of scary experience got you into where you're going. Now, since you're here, don't you find yourself having less of those experiences now? Yes. That was part I was going to add. Yeah, yeah, we're not having anywhere near the experiences. But you know what? When we lived in our previous home, mm -hmm. I used to say there's a fine line between fear and knowing to stand in your dominion and your power as who you yeah. are and connected to a higher source. And it's true. Because like I said, with you can throw a 175-pound man with nobody being there. And we've had many strange, weird experiences. I'm going to write a book about it. And I'm hoping it will help people with the fact that there are answers out there. But the other thing with everything being energy, energy can't be created nor destroyed. It's got to go someplace, like you said, Dave, yep. right? It's going to be exactly. transferred from one place to another. So the more we think about these experiences, and I used to get angry when people would tell me this in the beginning. The more we talk about it, the more we speak about it, the more we do it, that energy's got to go somewhere. And I agree with that now, because now that we're in this home, yeah, we have a few little things here and there. Like I can tell you this, that's, that's when we moved course. in, Emmy had this floppy dog toy. Okay, there was no way on God's green earth it could stand up. And we're sitting there putting a piece of furniture together. The toy stood up, took two steps and fell over. And Del said, did you just see that toy? I said, stand up and take two steps and walk over. He goes, yeah. We both just looked at each other and went, that was weird. And then went back to doing what we just accept it. Like, what else are you going to do? Right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's weird. I mean, even in my house, right to my, to my right over things, here as but... a closet. In, in that closet, now there's nothing in it. It doesn't scare me. But there's something in that closet because I'll go in the other room and I'll hear noises in there. And there's nothing in there. It's like a little attic closet with a hot water heater. And that's not the hot yeah. water heater making noises. My cats go crazy. My one cat, if I'm sitting here, if I start to sense something, I'm like, I think I kind of heard something. My cat runs up to that door. So, I mean, stuff like that happens. Now, is it evil or demonic? No, probably not. It's probably just 
who could be literally anything. I, I'll leave it up in the air. But um, when we were talking about fairies and all that before, I'm pretty connected with a lot of beings that uh, seem to hang around me, but only because they know. Uh, Laura Lee probably has this too, I'm sure. They know, hey, they can hear me. <laughs> so here we are. Well, that's what hi. another thing I said that I've met many a people. Hi, Rose. She's over in Australia. Welcome to glad to see you here. Um, no, because the way I explain it, and this is what spirit's given to me, and you feel free to jump in and give your two cents worth once I say this, Dave. But they showed it to me on the other side. Like I've in the beginning, when I first started learning, relearning, because it's always been with me, you know, this typical questions. What angels are with me? What are my guides' names? The whole bit, right? Mm -hmm. And then as I got more connected to spirit and started to understand this, they don't use names on the other side. It's it's energy. They know each other by the energy and your it's oneness. So they said when they're looking across the veil, if you will, say down to earth or whatever they're looking at, everybody looks like little pinpricks of light. And this, this was an analogy to work with my brain. So they said, but those that are awake, like know that they can connect with other other spirits and, and hear. We can all hear, by the way, but those that are really actively aware, they were using the analogy of when you're watching the scary movies and it's a black highway and all of a sudden the big no vacancy sign shows up. But the reason they gave me that, not so much from the positive side, it was from things from lower astral realms can also see those those no vacancy signs so you are gonna you can get connected you know they're gonna try and connect with you they know they can, what i was trying to say is they know that you can hear and see them is what i'm trying to yeah. say the same, yeah, same as earthbound that's why and nobody is earthbound by the way we all have the choice to leave eventually when we figure it out and they do yeah they do <laughs> Does that make yeah sense? a lot of them do yeah they do eventually yeah mm -hmm. um with the, I don't know exactly how they see us, but I know when they talk to us, because when I knew, I just knew when I was over there, I just knew what was happening. It was like, a, it was I like meant more earthbound. That's why I added oh, it. You're right. Yeah. Not from the other side. Angels don't see us that way, our guides. That's what I meant to add. I was reading comments and I did throw it in there, but it didn't connect. It was more for those that stay on this earthbound, plane rather yeah. than crossing yeah. into the yeah. light. That's they, how they, they can see us. I'm sorry. That's yeah. what I meant. That's yeah, yes. exactly. And those, yeah, those ones who haven't left here are the bad ones. Are the yeah, ones that angels and them. guides? No, they don't need to see us as yes. print pics of light yeah. or anything yeah. else. No, they don't. Yeah. <laughs> they, but you know, it's really funny though. Is the angels obviously can see us because I've had angels that I've been talking to yeah. describe the person I'm giving the reading to, you know, or describe a friend of theirs and stuff. So, so I guess they can in a way. I don't know. I'm, I'm not an angel at this. I point. meant earth people um, that are earthbound or when you've got lower vibrational. I think don't they I, it kind of feels does it feels like they see our aura and they can tell if you're like a if you're like a heavy drug user or a heavy drinker or if you are in total despair or if you are if there's anything off on you that shows up in your aura it does ask anybody who reads auras I can tell you know by certain lights around you and I know Okay, I want to um, add something really quick there, really, really quick, ahead. just to prove it to you, and you don't have to be on the other side. My sons have abilities, as most people do, but young children, I never pushed it, but I always would answer questions and support, okay? So I remember my eldest son, when he was a little one, I didn't even know he could see your energy field for people that don't know yeah. what an aura is, and an aura, he came yeah. up to me. 
and I was in a lot of pain that day. And I always thought I hid it from my children. Okay. He was about four years old and he walked up to me and he said, mommy, he goes, how come you don't have the colors? And I go, I'm sorry, honey. I don't know what you mean. Well, normally you have all these beautiful colors and he's using his hands to show all around me. He goes, today, it's just gray. There's nothing. Yeah. And he was talking about my energy field and I could yeah, not believe you can see your aura. Mm-hmm. Some there's a lot of people who are natural aura readers. I wish I was, but I'm not. I mean, I can, I see auras. I, I can see them around people, but I see them internally as well. So it's kind of like I, I can feel the aura. Mm-hmm. So it's a little different, or feel the colors. That's amazing about your son, though. There's there are some children. There's a lot of children coming in now who can do that. But I, I didn't think that's know how, he could. Know. I didn't know what he was talking about, David, until I got him to. Like, what are you talking about, sweetheart? And like I said, I was in a lot of pain that day, and I thought I had hidden it from him. And here's my kid running around checking out my energy field without knowing what it is, and he knew because there was no colors that day. <laughs> and, and, and that's the time, like a negative spirit, like you said earlier, which ties into it, a negative, a negative something, whatever it is. Um, if that could see your aura, it would know. Ha ha! This one's got a gray, icky aura. That's the ones vulnerable. That's kind of, I swear to God, it's almost like a, a lion taking out, you know, the weakest of the gazelles. You know, this one's got a low vibration. Let's go after this one and see if she takes it, falls for it. You, you want know, to read Shannon? She's a nurse. So she sees some interesting Shannon. stuff. So I watched the spirit walk past the door the other day. My coworker who also was terrified. I just shrugged it off. Coworker, we're fine. He felt differently. Yes. I, I I love hearing stories like that because I know that they happen all the time. Did you want to do our reading? You said for Shannon, was that who it was? Oh for? well, let's ask. Okay, Shannon. Yeah, you haven't been here before. Rose hasn't been here before. And for those that are oh, new Rose, to the show, that's, yeah. listening, what's that? Don't no. Go ahead. Go ahead. All I was going to add was I forgot to mention it. We get so excited about what we're talking about yeah. that we're passionate. So Dave and I have something called the unpredictable predictable reading. So sometime during this two hour period, we pick somebody that lights up for us and we will give you a reading from spirit, what we're picking up, whatever it may be. So Dave picked out uh, Shannon today. So um, do you just have a message for her, Dave, or you wanted to ask something? Um, no, that's, that's, that's fine. Um, cause I, I don't want to run out of time and not do what we want to do. Um, do you want to do, 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 do Shannon as well? Or do you want to pick someone different or is both concentrated nope, on Shannon? Let's or do Shannon, Shannon? Cause Shannon hasn't okay. been here before. So. Okay. Hi Shannon. So here we go. So Shannon, uh, if with your, um, if you could just type down there, it's okay. Um, if for me to look in your energy and I can see what kind of reading we get in for you. I know she'll I have, be okay. Yeah. Oh, you know she'll be okay. Okay. She's I just have a, a strip- super cool relative that I would not be surprised if this person pop um, pop their. I don't know if I, I, yeah. We'll see. We'll see. I don't have any people people here right now, but um, I can but I could talk to the guides on it uh, to see where we're at. Okay, Shannon. He's tuning in. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Uh, uh, by the way, anybody listening to me, I talk out loud to my guides. 
Um, I won't have a huge conversation, don't worry. Uh, they're showing me something about you, Shannon. So I, I was asking, you know, what does Shannon need to know at this point in her life? And this, hopefully this isn't too general for you, but it should uh, be well. Thank you. So anyway, they show me a train. When they show me a train, the train is you. Okay, the train's always you. So that's what I pay attention to. Thank you. This train is a is an older train. The train has been through a lot of things. It looks like it's been refurbished or something. So if it's been refurbished or something, I, it usually tells me that you've done something with yourself lately that you've changed maybe on the physically outside um thank you but oh that looks really pretty thank you so as we're going down in your brand new body which by the way um i don't know what your physical health is right now but anything that's wrong with you is totally fixable uh just so you know that it's it's totally i mean i don't know what fixing means to everybody but you seem to be doing pretty good. You've got such quite a while yet. Um, you're going through this, you're going into this really green, 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 green pine forest at this point. And that's all around you, this pine forest. I don't know what the pine forest means, but when I look at it energetically, they're telling me that there is there there is a newness coming up. A lot of times, like you're leaving the winter of your life, and I know it's winter, but that's not what I'm talking about. You're leaving the winter cycle. So it's almost like I laid low for a little bit. Um, but now it's like, yeah, you're just being reborn again at this point. Um, pay attention to the things that you want to do in your lifetime, okay? Anything you want to do in your lifetime, all your dreams from a child or anything, you need to go ahead and entertain the thought of doing them because you are not too old. You are not too anything. You're, it's your perfect timing. Just because you dreamed it when you were a little child doesn't mean that you can't have it as an adult. But that's coming up for you. I, you know. I, I don't like to give bad readings and I can't even give a bad reading on you because of the fact that it's so beautiful. Um, the vehicle you're in, which like they show the train, which is your body and everything, it, there's stuff that had been done to it and you can do more things to it. It only gets bigger and better. It, it's kind of like I want to go down the tracks and I want to feel really proud about myself. But um that's pretty much the reading. You're just supposed to go do what you're supposed to do, what you want to do. Don't listen to other people. If other people go, that's stupid, look at them and say, no, you're stupid, and then go do it. Um, that's just a very important thing at, the, at this point in your life. They don't want you to keep waiting on stuff because I think you keep waiting to do these things, and, and you don't have to. Just go do them. You know, Jump out there. Jump off the bridge. Just jump. Boom. And you'll you'll have it. You'd love you'd love wow, bang on, Dave, she just said. And Rose over in Australia said, Laura, thanks for sending me the link. I normally miss you. I'm trying to do that, guys. There's a Facebook event and I invite people. So go ahead. She said, Wow, bang on, uh, Dave. Oh, that was correct. Good. I'm glad it was correct. I, I hate when <laughs> the only time when 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 I am wrong, I never blame spirit. It's always going to be me if I'm not in my space. But I, it was it was really easy to set myself aside for you, Shannon. I don't know what it is. I think you have this pushy, wonderful energy, and that's probably why it's kind of like Dave, get the hell out of here so I can say something. Uh, so yeah, um, Shannon, good luck. Everything's going to be going good for you. I did pull you a card, but he gave you such a great reading. But I do want to tell you because I'm familiar with your dad's energy. We don't normally do mediumship um, readings. I love your dad's loft. He is, he's got so much energy. He just wants to know you already know this. So Shannon, he adores the ground you walk on. He's proud of you. Keep doing what you're doing, but I'm going to pull a card and what I'm going to do, I'm going to add something 
to Dave's reading, but I'm not. What Spirit's asking me to do, I'm going to do a, a reading. And for anybody that hears this either live or in the in the recording, and it resonates with you, it is meant for you. Go ahead, Dave. I know you want to add something. Go ahead. Real quickly, did you? Is I don't know if it's your father who had that who had the cough. They kept coughing, and there was gunk in their throat. And then I felt a um, I felt a push right here in my chest. So I don't I don't know if it was a heart attack. It didn't feel like a heart attack, what they normally give to me. But I felt something up in my lungs, everything like I was systematically shutting down. Does that make sense to you? Is that your dad? Dad, dad yeah. Oh, okay. He's got huge energy, Dave. He's got huge. Yes, he does. He's got. Listen, he's like literally standing in front of me and does this. Blah, blah. I know that's so, what I was thinking about. The I knew she hit yeah, the very bad. bad cough. Yeah, the very I bad don't cough. Okay. See people, and I was doing free one question readings, and he came through. I wasn't planning on doing mediumship, and he is larger than life on the other side, so full of so much joy, love, like just exactly like you said, like just blowing yeah. kisses. So Shannon. Shannon says we think he died of a stroke. That's probably why he gave me the he gave me the pain up here, but it didn't quite feel like a heart attack. So maybe that's what it was. Normally I get a tingling down here. So um I do think though he went really quickly though, because thank you, right? I know. Fast, fast. On my way. He said I was on my way. Um doesn't he have the coolest thank you. energy? He like miss you. And if you meet, you'll meet Shannon one day. I know you will. She lives in my yeah. city and um, she's a nurse. And I know you don't mind because you've shared before, Shannon, but she said it was very fast. Yeah. Thank He's you. He's amazing. Like amazing. Thank you. One last, one last, one last thing, Sharon. And I'm sorry, I normally don't do mediumship yeah. readings and I, and I don't like them, but this is personal information that I just wanted to give you because I keep seeing, he keeps showing me him walking with you down a hallway, walking with you down a hallway. He said, you go fast. And he said, you keep getting distracted. You keep getting distracted. He said, I'm standing right here. I'm standing right here. I, I, I don't know. You have, you are a nurse. Was that true? Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's why you've got that energy is there. Cause you can tell that you actually are, are so selfless. Your energy goes to people. If you think that there's anything wrong with them, your energy goes to them because your dad says, I'm standing right there and I'll be trying to get hold of you. And you, your energy goes away from me. And he's like, I'm right here, I'm right here. He understands that you do. Um, yeah, he's with you. He's with you. He walks down this hallway. It's an empty hallway. There's an echo in it. And I wish I could get more, but that's about all I get. He's not being too okay, pushy because he knows what it is. Okay, because I want to share Yeah, go I'll ahead. Thank you, sir. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thank He's you. Amazing. And I knew he was there because I could see him. Like, I don't know what it is with him. He just came right through. So this is a card for everybody. I pulled this from Keepers of the Light. Uh, Kyle Gray. It was the first one I grew. Actually, the second one. And it says, charity, prayer, and contemplation connect with heaven and ask and you shall receive. But this color right here, everybody, the pink, ask and you shall receive. But the missing ingredient I am hearing is to focus on love. Dave and I often talk about service to others versus service to self. So when you're asking and you shall receive, but they also want you to remember that if you've been asking and you don't receive, try to look at the bigger picture. Okay. Cause a lot of times we think we want something and then maybe a couple of months later when we didn't get it. And I know there's people out there that will resonate with this, that we go, Oh, thank God that didn't happen. When you see what really did happen because the thing you asked for didn't, 
but always when you're asking, um, taking some quiet time for yourself, just clearing your head, couple deep breaths. Um, if you can meditate, meditation doesn't mean sitting in the lotus position for hours. It just means even a few quick moments to be able to clear your head, connect, breathe, and listen. There'll be maybe your body talking to you if you've got something going on. It could be coming from your guides, but trust, listen. If it's meant for your highest good or someone else's and in love, try to follow through. And that's it. So I'm going to uh, let Dave tell you where to find him. You guys, this goes by so quick. We love <laughs> it here. Love it. Well, you guys, you can find me on TikTok under Spiritual Media David Hansel. I'm on Facebook. My um, my podcast is called Mystic Stew. It's a very short form. It's not live. It's a very short form, like 15, 20 minutes long one. So if you got a short attention span. It's, it's on Anchor, right, Dave? Anchor? It's Anchor, Apple, Amazon. It's on a lot of platforms all over the place. Just type in Mystic Stew. Okay. If um, you want to get a hold of me or book a reading, you can go to theywhispertome.com. And here's something I'm only going to say on here right now is um, if you put in the code MYSTIC23, if you book a 45-minute reading and put in MYSTIC23, it'll take off 20%. And I'm going to keep that going just for a couple months while we're doing our show. That was nice. And remember, you guys, Dave does not contact people for readings. And that's the only place you can get a hold of him is, is yep. at his website. Yeah. I always remember that. A lot of people try to imitate me. I never solicit readings. If you want a reading from me, you got to go to my website because I will never tell you. Me neither. I want to thank you all for being here today and the comments and questions. We try to get to them, but like I said, uh, Dave and I love to talk. We love talking about things yeah. we're passionate about. So if you ever want to get a hold of me, you can get a hold of me on facebook.com forward slash the angel rock, whether it's book a reading, I do mentoring, I do teaching, uh, crystal Reiki, energy healing. Also, I have two groups on Facebook, Paranormal University for all things paranormal and the angel rocker tribe for many of the things we talked about tonight. Dave has a group too. You want to mention it quick before I add the rest? You have a Facebook group called The Spirit Experience and a YouTube channel called The Spirit Experience where we'll let you know about that one. But go join The Spirit Experience because uh, the YouTube channel because there'll be a surprise probably in a week or so. Yes, and um, I have a YouTube channel also under the Angel Rock. Um, so we are moving to our new time next week, 6 to 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So it'll be starting two hours later. Uh, stay tuned. I'm trying to remember who we have up after us right now. I can't. I think it's Paul Francis, one of our new hosts from the UK. I think he's because we're switching spots with him next week. So um, I think he's after this. Also, Angel Rock, Monday night, 6 to 8 p.m. It'll be easy to remember both shows, though they're completely different. Same times on the same network, UPRN. And next week, I have a returning guest. She's amazing. Her name is Sonia Roy. And we're going to be talking about, she calls them hybrids. We call them fairies, nature spirits. Many of the things we talked about, we planned this a while back. So make sure to tune in. We love you all so much. And thank you for being here. So we'll be back. Same space, two hours later, a permanent time. Okay. Bye-bye, everybody. Remember, what's at the foot of your bed? You can let us know next yeah. week. Do, 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 do.